Good morning. Welcome to worship at Northminster. Whether you're here in person in our sanctuary or viewing our service over our YouTube channel, we're so happy that you've joined us today. And if you're visiting with us, we offer you a special welcome and hope you'll participate in all aspects of our worship service. And if you're visiting in person, that includes communion. This is Christ's table open to all. And so we ask that all participate You'll find instructions in the order of worship or just follow the people in front of you. Our first gift to God in worship this morning is simply the gift of our presence. So to indicate your presence today, if everyone would please sign the attendance register that you'll find in the hymn book holders on the chairs of the center aisle. Pastor Jillian is in Atlanta uh, at the Alliance of Baptists annual gathering this weekend. 
She'll be back in the office on Tuesday and back in worship with us next Sunday. Uh, we're so thankful to Dr. Debbie Chandler for bringing the sermon and otherwise leading in worship today. And also thankful to Naomi Kilpatrick for leading the choir this morning. Naomi's one of our choral scholars. As usual, children, please come up for the children's message on the last verse of the opening hymn. Ms. Beth, who usually fills in for Pastor Jillian, is out of town, but her mom, Ms. Ellen, will meet you at the front and present that message to you today. There, you'll find a pink insert in your uh, order of worship. Uh, please, at some point before May 21st, uh, if you have any interest in that, please uh, circle that so that Pastor Jillian and the rest of the staff will know what you might be interested in uh, for sermons coming up this summer. The missions trunk was woefully empty until this morning. Thank you to several of you who brought things, but they still we still need uh, food and other items for the Food Bank of Northeast Louisiana, so please see the insert in the order of worship for what's needed and bring your gifts by next Sunday, which is the last Sunday of this month. We have several opportunities coming up uh, this week or in the near future. Tomorrow night at 7, uh, Bayou Masterworks Chorale, which is directed by Dr. Chandler, will present a concert at Parkview Baptist Church. All are invited, and the cost is a suggested donation of $10 at the door. And then you'll see in the insert uh, information about the Brown Bag Concert that's coming Wednesday at noon. Northminster's Administrative Assistant Renee Decker's band will be performing at what promises to be a very enjoyable concert there. Uh, this Saturday at 7.30 uh, in Brown Auditorium on the ULM campus, Stars of Tomorrow will be presented. Uh, the theme is Broadway on the Bayou. Again, a suggested donation of $10. Uh, our choral scholars, I think all of our choral scholars, no, but some of them are involved in that, and they are our stars of tomorrow. Right, Preston? Right. <laughs> Next Sunday at 3 in, uh, in the afternoon here in our sanctuary, James Wright, one of our choral scholars, and as you know, an outstanding bass baritone, will present a concert. The concert's free, but donations are encouraged to help James raise funds so he can participate in uh, an opera immersion program in Italy actually next summer. And finally, but it takes a lot of time to raise the money necessary to do something like that. So uh, finally, two Sundays from now, uh, on May 7th at 4.30 in the afternoon, Beth and Damon Mayfield are inviting all of us to their new home to enjoy an evening of fishing and a fish fry. Please see the sign-up sheet on the table in the hallway by the pastor's office for the sides that are needed. We will not need to catch our own fish for the fish fry. Beth and Damon will provide the fish. Uh, and please see the insert for their address in Calhoun. Uh, thanks to Ellen Prather for the beautiful flower arrangement on the uh, chancel table this morning and after worship as usual. Uh, please feel free to come and take some of those flowers to brighten yours or someone else's week. And as always, please review the insert in the order of worship or check out our newsletter for uh, other opportunities. So let's take a deep breath. 
and center ourselves and let us worship God together. Jesus embodied the unconditional love of God. We pray.
book is about forgiveness. And I picked a book about forgiveness because some of the scripture that you're going to hear today, Jesus talks about forgiveness. So the title of the book is Let It Go. It's Learning the Lesson of Forgiveness. And uh, it's written about a young boy and his family, and they live in Turkey. Do you, does anybody know where Turkey is? I, I bet if Edmund was here, he would know, because he <laughs> likes geography. Turkey is in two different continents. It's in Europe, and it's in Asia, so that's kind of unusual. Uh, at the beginning of the uh, story, I want you to notice what he's carrying. You see, does anybody know what that's called? What? Mm -hmm. It does have a bag on it, and I didn't know what it was called, so I looked it up. S a stick with like a, a apron or a tablecloth wrapped around it where you can carry things. It's called a bindle. Now, I don't know why they didn't call it a bundle, because it looks more like a bundle to me. But anyway, we're going to notice what happens to this bindle as the story goes along. Now the story opens up and he's happy, it's morning, he says so many wonderful things to do, so many wonderful things to see. When I wake up, I fill my cup, a new day is waiting for me. Looks happy, huh? Yeah, so far. <laughs> Soon it's time for breakfast, the meal I love the most, but my sister gets there before me and eats the last piece of toast. <laughs> so how do you feel when something like that happens to you? When things don't go like you want them to? Anybody ever have that happen? Yeah, yeah, especially if you've got brothers and sisters, huh? You do? Does he ever eat the last piece of toast? No, good. <laughs> oh, I see, he's, he's sweet. You know, you could just let it go but this boy says, I don't want to let it go. I want to hold on. I, my heart feels heavy as the day goes on. And look, see the bindle? He's, got, he's carrying something with him on that stick. At school, at school, my friends are busy making up a brand new game. But there isn't any space for me. They don't even call my name. How do you feel when you get left out of things? You ever get left out of games and things at school? You know, you know, you could let it go, but he says, I don't want to let it go. I want to hold on. My heart gets heavier as the day goes on. He's still carrying that bindle. After school, my neighbor comes over and we play football out on the lawn, but he kicks it too far, and here comes a car, and pop, my ball is gone. How would that make you feel? Yeah, you could be kind of aggravated, sad, mad. He, you could let it go, but he says, I don't want to let it go. I want to hold on. Look at that big, that bindle, that package is getting, it's getting bigger and bigger. He said, my heart gets heavier as the day goes on. So at supper, I'm telling a story of the terrible day that I've had, but all my big brother does is laugh. And that makes me feel really bad. How do you feel when somebody laughs at you or makes fun of you? 
Yeah, that's, that's one of the worst things. He could let it go, but what do you think? Does he want to let it go? No. I don't want to let it go. I want to hold on. My heart feels even heavier as time goes on. At bedtime, I pick on my sister, and then she starts to cry. I didn't really mean to hurt her. I'm upset, and I don't know why. Why do you think he might be upset? Why do you think? Yeah, and also he's had a really bad day. He really is. And, he, and look at that thing on his back now. See how big it's gotten? He says, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Uh, I, I didn't know. Uh, will you forgive me? Sometimes it's hard to ask people to forgive you for the things you've done. Yeah, yeah, it's all as big as that one. Yeah, sure it is. Lights out, and I start to think the day's events run through my mind. I search for a reason, a wisdom, and this is what I find. Not everyone is nice and kind and makes us feel good always. But there's one thing I know for sure. We can all make mistakes some days. So here he is thinking back about the day and all the things that have happened to him. And forgiving is not a weakness. It takes a strong person to let go. I feel my heart getting lighter, and I consider what I now know. Forgiving is like taking off a heavy bag that I've been carrying all day long and finally lets go of all that that he's been carrying with him. And I know Pastor Julian always says prayer with, her, with you, but this uh, person that wrote this book, wrote a little prayer for everybody that reads the book. So I'm going to read that to you, and that'll be our prayer for today, okay? Life isn't always easy, even when you're small. You may feel angry or hurt or sad, but we're only human after all. But if you can be just like a tree, firmly rooted in your faith, and always turn to God with every trial you face, you will go through life with a hopeful heart, aware of all you do, to be forgiving, patient, sincere, and kind. And that's my prayer for you. Okay, you can go back to your seats now.
A reading from Psalm 122. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing with your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem, built as a city that is bound firmly together. To it the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, as was decreed for Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord. For there the thrones for judgment were set up, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For the sake of my relatives and friends, I will say, peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. A word from the psalmist for us today. Thanks be to God. Pray with me, if you will. Our risen Christ, our comforter and giver of new life and new chances. Because of your great sacrifice, we are truly free people, and our hearts are full of gratitude this day. For we are able once again to be together in this place, two weeks after you have reminded us of eternal life. Our thoughts now turn to those sisters and brothers in other cities, states, and around the world. Those who mourn the loss of loved ones because of illness, death, and many due to senseless violence at the hand of another. In our minds, we have others we know need our prayers and our thoughts at this time. So let's all take a moment and say to yourself, name them, see their face, lift them up to prayer. As a congregation, O oh God, we ask that you, our loving and caring Christ, that you share a portion of your mercy and grace with all of them. We thank you for our pastor, Jillian, who is representing us, this congregation, at the Alliance Conference today. We ask you give her traveling mercies. And on this Another Resurrection Sunday, we must not forget to pray for ourselves. How we act and how we interact, how we represent you, how we serve you in this place and in everywhere with everyone we meet. How we represent you in all of our tomorrows. Lord, for this short amount of time that we are together, may our minds be fixed on renewing our love for you and for one another. Continue to give us a servant's heart and give it to those, show us how to give it to those who need it most. And let all the people know that this is a safe place with all of these, your people. Now, Lord, open our eyes and our minds and our hearts as we receive the word of Christ together this day. For we make this prayer in the name which is above every name, the name of Jesus the Christ. Amen.
stand for our gospel reading. According to John. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors were locked where the disciples were, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Holy One has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. And if you retain the sins of any, they are retained. The Gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. is really on a Monday. I sometimes buy books because the title intrigues me. One such book was entitled Easter is on Monday. The contents did not disappoint me either. It referred to the faith of the early Christians that the spirit of their living Lord was with them on Monday as well as on that fancy Easter Sunday. If Jesus was raised from the dead on Easter, then can't we expect him to be around on Monday as well? Tomorrow is Monday, two weeks after Easter. Business has gone on as usual. Easter is behind us. It is now just time to be normal Christians, live through just normal Sundays until we start working on Christmas music again. That'll be next, real soon. And we will not hear the fanfares of the risen Lord for a whole another year. Now, I may be a bit ahead of the liturgical calendar with this scripture today, but I'm glad of of John's gospel. And it gives us an account of the coming of what our Lord left behind for us. What it all means to us. The Holy Comforter, the Holy Spirit, just the sound of those words, the Holy Comforter, makes me feel better to say it. This is not the flaming tongues of the, and fire of the mighty wind we find in Acts, but on the evening of that Easter day, and because the Hebrew day began at dusk, it just may have been Monday when Jesus appeared to the disciples. Can you imagine their panic? They thought he was dead. 
Eventually, Christ was aware of how panicked they were too because the first thing he said to them was, peace be with you. Now, the Hebrew word for peace does not mean the absence of pain or conflict. It means that everything fits together. Peace. Christ promised not to leave them or us. He fulfilled his promise. Peace be with you. I'm here. I'm not leaving you. Do not fret. Listen to me as I tell you, peace be with you. For I am with you and will stay with you. He was there to empower his friends, his followers. And as Marcia read, Jesus breathed on them and said, receive me. Receive my spirit. And it was as easy as breathing. What could be more natural? He had no need for trumpets and fire and flames. He just breathed on them. We must believe that on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, that the breath is as powerful as it is on Easter Sunday as well. If not, what was that all for? What were those 40 days of Lent when we sang all the songs in minor keys and we had stripped the altar and we then had Palm Sunday and we had a week of the passion of Christ walking to the cross with him? The agonizing death. What was it all for if we can't take carry it past Easter Sunday? The big breath we took on Easter was very dramatic. It always is. Breath is dramatic, unless you run out of it. It is kind of in the background of our day-to-day. We just do it, and we don't call attention to just breathing. And that is just like the Spirit of Christ, our comforter. Always there to remind us that we are not alone, reminding us of the love that God has for us, and always will. This spirit, this courage is what we must have to celebrate on Easter as well as celebrate on Monday and live out through the rest of our lives with the conviction that it just means that everything will fit together and that everything will have meaning. Peace be with you. Now I may be known to some, just a few, that I know a little bit about music. I do, not, uh, I do know there is a notation in a musical score that indicates a rest. Now, for a musician, when we see a rest, it does not signal that we need to relax, but it, it shows us that we better be ready for the next sound that we're supposed to make. What is next? We look ahead. What comes after that rest? And I think just as we... Christians watch and wait during the pauses, the rest in our lives. We must be ready for what's next. We are all different, but one thing we have in common is that we all need rest and we all need to watch and wait for what that means. What will Monday bring? If Easter is so great and so special, what is next for us? Did we learn anything this past Lenten season? Did we feel any differently? What do we share now together 
or inside ourselves that we did not share before. Well, what about a renewed courage? Can we agree on that? A renewed courage. For some of us, it took great courage and hope just to get out of bed and be here today. Some people, it's not that easy for many different reasons. To dare to hope again, to try something again, or to try something new. Sometimes, folks, trying is all we have. Why are we here if we are not searching for that glimmer of hope, that little portion of inner peace, to try to make life and ourselves a little better? So what can we take away from it all? We must realize that the spirit of the living God knows us and has no barriers. And that realization of faith is, is itself a gift from the one who is as close as breathing and the one who said, peace be with you. I take it to mean peace is there, it is available, it is something that sometimes seems out of reach sometimes, but I think there are different ways that we can go about finding this peace. We must seek ways to open ourselves up to carry on what we have felt, what we have shared, and what we have learned during this Lenten season, through the resurrection and now into our daily lives on Monday. We must not stop the process. We have to continue to search ways to find this peace. What can you do to continue the breath of God being with you? What can you do? What might you do differently since Easter is behind us and we have many Mondays ahead? Jesus said, did say to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they, retain, they are retained. If we don't think that this is powerful and a potent gift, we just don't get it. And we don't know much about the living image of our God. We have the power to forgive and open ourselves up to new meanings in life and the, the peace that we get from forgiving others and from helping others and from serving others. We can take from this Resurrection Sunday the ability, the ability to forgive. It is an energy which heals us instead of hurts. And it restores brokenness, not only in a relationship, but in yourself. It is one of the signs and wonders of the presence of this comforter, God with us. We have the gift of love. We have the gift of service. We have the gift of friendship, the gift of caring. We can do actions. We can help one another. These are true evidences of the spirit left within us, part of that peace. Divine forgiveness and human forgiveness are so bound up together that they are impossible to celebrate. Just as true acts of kindness and generosity, and as we always say, actions speak louder than words.
I feel that Easter Sundays are easy. Maybe Sundays in general are easy because we're all together. We're praying, we're singing. We're listening to sermons, we're listening to beautiful music. I think it's those Mondays that get us. It is in the middle of the night we question what is real. Have the many doubts and the fears in the wee hours of the morning that consume us. Well, I'll tell you something. One of my favorite characters in the Bible, disciples, I thank God for Thomas. And I thank God that Thomas had so much courage and honesty. Thomas was not one of those other disciples on the morning, the first Easter morning when the risen Christ appeared. And their despair turned to joy. Nobody knows why he wasn't with them. Maybe he wanted to grieve in private. And there's a time when that is appropriate for us all. Perhaps the others had just not told Thomas they were meeting together. That gloomy night, for he was the pessimist of the group anyway. But for whatever reason, he was not there. So later, those, those other disciples in the inner circle came rushing to Thomas as Marcia read and shouted, We have seen the Lord. Unless I see the nail prints in his hands and put my finger into the place in his side, I will not believe it, so spoke Thomas. I say thank you, Thomas, for I am a Thomas. He knew that it was more important for one's integrity to be honest than just accept what was a bit unbelievable. And just so and go along with the group, he had the integrity and the honesty to say, I need proof. I love that this story is included in scripture. I think it means that God recognizes and affirms that we have doubt. And I do not think that there's any evidence that Jesus was upset by it at all. Maybe some of the others were. Maybe they gasped when he said he needed proof. But I don't think Jesus was upset at all. When Thomas had complained to his teacher that he did not understand where Jesus was going, and therefore he did not know the way, what did Jesus respond with that great summary of the Christian faith we've heard all our lives, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Let me paraphrase that. He said, Thomas, I came to show you the way to become a real and authentic person, and you are really living when you choose to follow me. Thomas was obviously loved by Jesus and honored his questions and his probing mind. And I think Christ does the same with our questions. So it's no surprise to us that a week later when doubting Thomas was in the company of the others, Jesus came and stood among them saying, peace be with you. Then what? Christ looked to Thomas and said, Thomas, reach your hand here in my side. Reach your finger here in my hand. Be unbelieving no longer. Believe. Jesus was pretty much saying, if this is your barrier to faith, Thomas, 
then I will do what is necessary to remove it. Wow. Talk about a true comforter. If this is your barrier of faith, to faith, Thomas, then I will do what is necessary to remove it. That's our Christ. That's our comforter. Our doubts and questions are expected. It is what we do with the answers that matter. It is who we go to in those dark, lonely places in our nights, in our days, our fearful places. It comes from deciding what to do in life, in our lifetime and in a lifetime of Mondays. The message of Easter is not just one day. It is our challenge to carry on, even with our fears and our doubts, just like Thomas. But to believe that we have been left with a spirit. As Christians, we know we have been left with something. A holy comforter. We're not alone. As we search for truth and peace and acceptance, we do service and we love one another as much as we can. It is what we do after Easter fanfares that matter. And we accept the comfort and forgiveness and the love left on this earth for each of us by such an understanding, loving, and forgiving comforter, Jesus the Christ. My hope is that we do come to the reality as Thomas did and we say, my Lord and my God. The ULM Concert Choir sang a beautiful song the other night set to, uh, it's an Irish blessing set to music by the wonderful Elaine Hagenberg. The words go something like this. May you see God's light on the path ahead. When the road you walk is dark, may you always hear, even in your hour of sorrow, the gentle singing of the lark. When times are hard, may hardness never turn your heart to stone. But may you always remember, you do not walk alone. For we have the great comforter with us always, even on Mondays. Amen.
as we go from this place today, let us take the joys and the spirit of Easter with us, with the knowledge that we are not alone, for we have been left a comforter, the comforter who is always with us. Peace be with you. Amen.